readers, welcome to Your Bookstore Besties. We're your hosts, Rachel and Becky, best friends who met while working at an indie bookstore. We love chatting about all things books, and we're so happy that you joined today. All right, guys, welcome back. Episode two. So this week, we kind of wanted to talk about some of the things we've learned working at a bookstore, especially an indie bookstore, stuff that you guys might not know, some things that might be surprising to you, and maybe some helpful stuff. So that's what we're going to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like uh, working at a bookstore, it's kind of a sexy retail job. Like oh when I would God. tell people that I worked at a bookstore, they're eyes would kind of light up and they'd be like oh you do like it's kind of like a sexy job um so yeah this is we wanted to talk about it and um I get a lot of questions you know when I did work there like about it so I, we thought this would be a great episode to tell you guys about working at a bookstore yeah so just like train of thought the first thing I think of is so I'm a big movie person and you might not know where I'm going with this, but I'm a big movie person and it wasn't for a couple years until I realized that movies always generally come out on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like the first showing you could possibly see is Thursday, but like technically they come out on Fridays kind of thing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So in the book world, um, Tuesday is a very big day for us because Tuesday is when the new releases come out. Mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. I did not know this, even as an avid reader, until I worked at a bookstore. You, you guys at home might be saying like, "Oh, well, that's completely obvious." That's that's very fair, (laughs) but yeah. So, book in the book world, the new releases happen on Tuesday. Usually, we get the packages depending on the publisher because we order from directly from the publisher. Usually, about a week in advance. And we have a little cart set up in the back that mm-hmm. we we organize the new releases. And so when Monday night hits, we turn off, you know, the lights, we close the door, and then we do our little sneaky, let's shelve the new yep, releases yep. for the next morning. And it's actually really important because, like, we could get in so much trouble if we accidentally sell one of those books before the publishing date. Like, we could get sued. Especially the big ones. So, like, I think tomorrow um, – the new Diary of the Wimpy Kid is coming out. So that's the 25th um, because we're recording this on the 20th. Yeah, Yeah, on the 24th. So the new Diary of the Wimpy Kid, like big, big books like that, we will get in trouble uh, because it messes with the publisher's numbers. Mm -hmm. They're always looking for like to make the bestseller list um, because once you're on the bestseller list, it's like a train that keeps chugging kind of. So so that's just the first thing that we were like, I don't know if everyone would know this. So yeah. Um, the second thing I was thinking about, so when it comes to classics, um, there are so many editions of classic yep. books. So if you come in and you're like, uh, oh, what's that one all the old women likes? There's a horse, something about chickendee. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're no, talking about. You would know it. Oh, okay. Let's let's say Black Beauty. So if like grandma comes in and she wants to get her kid Black Beauty – and the system that we had, because there are so many editions, it's going to be really hard for me to find that book. I mean, yes, I, I will see them. I'll see all these different editions. But the best way to help your local bookstore find a specific book, especially if it's a classic, is to give us that ISBN number. So it's, yep. it starts with 978 on the back. Do a little research before you come in and find that nine that 978 number before you ask for a book. I mean, obviously, like, we're happy to look for it, but it's going to take some time, and there's just, like... Especially with the classics. Exactly. There's so many. Like, <laughs> l- yeah, let me look through 300 versions of Tale of Two Cities. Exactly, you know? yeah, yeah. 
Um, and if you don't know how to find an ISBN number, and if you do use Goodreads, um, Goodreads ha- makes it really easy to find. So, um, so like right now I'm on Goodreads and I'm looking at a Ruth Ware book, and mm-hmm. it says show all 110 editions. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get wow. editions in you know Turkish, you're going to get editions in Spanish, you're going to get everything Kindle editions, um, but you can always find your ISBN by just doing a Google search and looking at the covers because some covers are way more attractive than other ISBNs, especially with the classics. So that's a big help to us. Like the, the customers who come in, they're like, I have an ISBN for you. I'm like, can I kiss you? Exactly. I was like, you're my favorite. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So another thing about, you know, what it's like working at a bookstore is this is a big perk of the job, honestly. Yeah. You get access to books that are not out yet. And I knew this going into the job, but I didn't know to what extent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and of course, there's going to be like uh, some books that you don't have access to because the, the authors are just so huge. Like I, I can think of like Cassandra Clare is a good example. Mm-hmm. She is going to get people to read her books if she has arcs or not. That's right. just the truth. So her team doesn't necessarily have to do arcs. Um, the new Holly Black I'm really excited about is not available to me because I'm going to read it anyway. Yeah. They know that. I would love to read it early so I could like make it a staff pick early. But like in general, it you know. But for almost everyone else, you can get access to their book ahead of time. And we use um, Edelweiss. And Edelweiss is a amazing, amazing website where you can search Anything that's coming out, as long as it's pretty much the big publishers, if it's an independent thing, we we won't have access to that in general as an indie. You can read all these books ahead of time and you can download them right to your reading device. So for me, that's my phone. I know, Becky. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, for Becky, what kind of reader do you use? I'm anti-Amazon, so I use Kobo. Okay, so so you get access on your Kobo. Mm-hmm. I get access on my phone, um, and you can download the DRC, which is digital review copy. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one perk. But other than that, you can also tag your interest in certain books, and then publishers will just send you arcs. Right. Um, I mean, we get a ton of unsolicited arcs, which honestly, most of them we would donate because <laughs> yes. we just have such a small small staff and we get like hundreds of books that you know maybe they're not in our taste or whatever it is but yeah part of the reason my library has gotten so huge um is because we get so many free books uh it's hard to keep up honestly so but yeah that's a major perk yeah it's it's the best part about working at a bookstore the best i i agree i agree yeah um i've never pitched for an event so i can't talk about that pitching for an event oh yeah well that's that's this whole other thing so this is something new to new to me this year pitching for an event is something i never knew that happened i thought it was kind of just like the publisher would wave their magic wand and choose a bookstore for an event and what we're talking about is an author coming to the yes exactly exactly so my store does virtual events and we also do in-person events so for example, there's these things called the event grids and they go live on Edelweiss and you see who is interested in doing an event where and like what conditions you have to meet to have them. And then you can write a little pitch and and pitch for them. Um, so, for example, some people that I pitched for 
um, with the help of our owner, you know, a couple weeks ago, Cassandra Clare, mm-hmm. uh, Christina Lauren, who I would love because as a romance duo, mm-hmm. I want want them <laughs> to come. I also pitched for. Honestly, I can't remember. Didn't you but... say? Ruth, didn't you say you? Pitched oh for yeah, Ware? yeah. Duh. Ruth Ware was the first person I pitched for because our owner was like, "Hey, you like her?" I was like, "Yes, I do." Um. So yeah. So those three I pitched for. Ruth Ware would be a virtual event because, uh, you know, she she lives abroad. But I never knew that's how that kind of stuff worked. So that was something I discovered just in the past couple of weeks. So I'm always discovering new things. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to talk about uh, kind of our warehouse and how that works. And then we can go into um, customers uh, who think that we're Amazon. <laughs> um, so basically, the way that we get books is one of two ways. We either get um, from publishers, so like Simon & Schuster, you know, Penguin, um, all those publishers we can order from. Or we can order from our warehouse. Now, there's Ingram, which is what the warehouse uh, website is called. And they have fulfillment centers kind of all around the country. But we order from one of two warehouses closest to where we are. And it takes anywhere from three to five days to seven to 14 days, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, we always tell the customer. Right, but, right. You know, you know, that's the quickest way to get a book for us. And usually when people order with us... Um, we will order from Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't speak for other uh, bookstores, other independent bookstores, but it was as easy as you give us a call and you say, hey, I want to order this book. And with the ISBN. Go, yeah. With the ISBN <laughs> that we just talked about, that 978 number. Um, and we could get it to you and do it over the phone. Super easy for us to do. This is where it can get frustrating as an indie because there's a lot of stuff we can do but there's a lot of stuff that we can't do. We do not have access to a private fleet of jets that can deliver anywhere in the country in two minutes. We are not Amazon. And a lot of people may not know that Amazon literally undersells their books to get customers to buy with Amazon and not local Mm -hmm. bookstores. Mm -hmm. Even big box stores like Barnes & Noble, like if you shop for books at Target, wherever you go, even they cannot compete with Amazon prices. And that's because Amazon literally would rather lose money selling books on their website than let other businesses get the business. And that's why uh, we get very frustrated when customers come in and they're like, hey, I'm looking for this book. And I'm like, sure. Let's say um, it's in our closest warehouse. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, after we order, that'll be in about three to five days. Um, they're like, okay. And how much is it? And I'm like, oh, well, a typical adult paperback, let's say it's $16.99. Mm-hmm. So it's $16.99 plus tax. And they'll be like, They'll say it's so, cheaper on Amazon. <laughs> the, the conversation will either go one of two ways. Okay, great. Or $16.99, that seems a little much, or something or to that effect. Do you price match? Do you price yeah. match? So there was a girl the other day, side tangent, who was getting um, a brand new release. Mm-hmm. Our brand new releases for romance are 20% off um, because usually only hardback new releases are 20% off uh, because there's just more money to be you saved there uh but because romance doesn't typically publish in hardback format another fun fact um except like the the very long standing of romance authors from like the 80s and 90s will still publish in hardback because they're 
They can. I would, you, well, they can, but also their demographic probably prefers hardback because yeah. it's bigger print. So our new release romance is 20% off. She was already getting 20% off, and then she tried to use a coupon off of that. That no. didn't exist. That didn't exist. But wait, but wait, there's more. And then she asked to be price matched off all that. I was like, ma'am, you're getting no, this book. absolutely not. For $15.25, I believe it was, because I've rung, rung up this book a lot in the past <laughs> week. And I was just like, no. But anyways, so we do get people like that. It's, I would say it's more rare than you might think, which is good. Yeah, that's, that is such a great thing. Yeah. I, I'm very happy that, that, that it is more rare than I thought it would be. Uh, but yeah, most people are like, oh, yeah. I'd rather, I mean, they'll like begrudgingly be like, ah, oh, I guess I would rather shop local. I'm like, thank you. Paying my yeah. paycheck. <laughs> I mean, and there are people, we have to, I have to ask you this. How do you feel about people who come in and they like are very like, oh, well, you know, I always try to shop here, but, like, there's always this note of, like, I'm spending oh. my hard-earned money on you. Yeah. Be so grateful. And, right. like, we are grateful, but, like, why does it always have to be that, like, little, like, twist on it, Exactly. You know? It's, like, the tone of voice of, like, <sighs> Yeah, the begrudging sigh or whatever it is. I'm like, you are keeping your money in the community, ma'am. Yeah, so that's probably our biggest pet peeves, but I want to talk about, like, our most annoying customer stories because obviously we've had a lot of customers mm -hmm. in the past you know year or so do you want to start or do you want me to start because i have one um why don't you start because mine are more like instances now i can't think of a particular story so you okay so i've told this story several times i think becky has already heard the story but it hasn't been for several months um so i started my job april 2021 and so we were still pandemic. We were still had our shields up, our masks, our masks on, all that kind of stuff. Bring you back there. I don't know if you don't. Oh, go I don't back remember. There. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was my second day and I got a phone call and I was kind of left to my own devices on this day. I don't really know why, but I kind of was left to answer the phones myself. <laughs> I had it hard back then. Yeah. The, the new people at our job, you know, the, the, we baby them into the phones. We're mm -hmm. like, oh, well, only if you're comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> On my second day, I was like, hi, thank you for calling, you know, whoever. It was this lady, and I still remember her name, although I will not share it, <laughs> and <laughs> basically went on to this long, drawn out, very, like, specific question about an event we were having she said she had won a giveaway and like wanted to return one of the books. I had no idea how to return a book. It was my second day. Yeah, right. My first day was like, here's what an ISBN is and put this book on the shelf. Right, and now right. she's like, I won a giveaway with this author, so I don't need this book anymore. And I'm like, okay. I go in and I look for this book. I try to find it. I don't see a book. I'm like so confused, right? Mm -hmm. I have to laugh because looking back it was such a it was still such a complicated question that even now i would be confused mm -hmm. let alone on my second day right but basically what ended up happening is someone misplaced her book and she thought that we refunded her for the wrong book she thought that we got rid of her personalized copy <gasps> of oh this author's book that had her name on it this and that and so because I was confused and I was on the phone with her for about 10 minutes and she had called, I had sent her an email saying, I'm sorry for the uh, the mix up. 
And she sent me an email back that said, that's fine, but I really hope that in light of this, that this new girl who picked up the phone who seemed confused gets more training. Rude. So basically, this woman was mad at me because I had worked for two days and not known how to answer her super specific so thing. So rude. And I was like so sad about it. Like that was the first and last time I ever cried at the job. Um, I was so overwhelmed. And also the coworker I had at the time um, like yelled at me for like oh, si- no! <laughs> for, for telling someone like so the 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 series of events is at the end of that second day I had seen that email like right before we closed mm-hmm. and then I like walked away I was like I can't do it right and then that coworker made me tell the last person in the store that we were closing so I went no, up that's to them the worst yeah so I went up to them and I said hi you know I'm sorry but we're we're closing um in 5 minutes uh but take your time and whatever and then I got back and the coworker said why would you say take your time? You never say that. And I literally burst into tears because oh, at that Rachel. point, <laughs> at that point, I was like, okay. And the coworker was like, uh, and I was like, I just need a minute. And I yeah. literally went into the bathroom and then I came back out and that coworker apologized. They were, you know, they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't realize. And I was like, it's okay. I just got a really mean email that said that I needed more training. I was Ugh. like, yeah, I obviously yeah, I need more training. Yeah, it's my second day. I, even I knew that. But why did you have to say it like that? Yeah, that's and so rude. Even if she didn't realize I was the one emailing it, it to her, like still. So that's by far the worst customer I've ever had. Uh, I still remember her name. Um, I still go back. <laughs> Does once she still a year. come in? No, I've never okay. seen her come back in, and I'm glad. Yeah. Anyways, so so what's your worst customer stories? Um, I tend to like forget. I'm like forgive and forget. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I've had a lot of. I can tell you like things that have happened to me. I can't remember particular stories. Oh, there was this one time I think we were working together and this woman came in. We had just moved buildings. We were across the street and we moved um, into a whole new location where we redesigned it um, and it looked gorgeous. And so a lot of people were coming into the new location for the first time. And this woman was like, where am I supposed to park? <laughs> and she <laughs> she was just like, was I like, there for that? I think you were there. I kind of remember that. Because we had like, we have a parking lot behind. There, basically, there was plenty of places to park. And, and she was like, you guys need to send an email out telling people where to park. And it's like, we're in this big like town center complex. Like literally you could park anywhere. There was plenty of parking. It just wasn't like, maybe you couldn't find it directly. You couldn't like, park in right in front of our doors. Yeah. And so then she proceeds to send an email as well to be like, there's no parking in all caps. Um, I just remember thinking it was really stupid and funny at the same time. Um, But going back to like you talking to customers (laughs) at the end of the night when we're closed, I came up with this thing where I would be like, anything I can help you find before we close? Oh my God. I I used that last night. Literally last night I used that. Yeah. Because then it sounds like you're really nice and you're not kicking them out, but then there's like an urgency to it as well. (laughs) Oh wait. You say anything I can help you find before we close. That is such a good line. Yeah. It's great. It's great. (laughs) Because I I would always say anything else I can help you find? And they would say either no or yes. And I'd be like, okay, just so you know, we close in four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's always so awkward and uncomfortable. And I hate doing it. And now we play the closing time song from the Semi-Sonic. Mm -hmm. And I always like turn it up a little bit to like to make it obvious. (laughs) But that's such a good line. Anything else I can help you find before we close? I need to write that down. Yeah, because then people are like, oh, what time do you close? And then they don't realize we're closing and it's not awkward. You're so – your brain, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
Um, the only other things I can think of is like, you know, you give suggestions to customers, you walk them around the store, you show them your favorite books, and then they get on the Amazon app and they add it to the Amazon <laughs> app. Like, the, I'm just like, um, excuse That me? happens actually pretty often. It does, yeah. Or or like, it, the, my favorite is you get the phone calls where it's like, hi, I would like you to look up this book. And then you look it up and you're like, oh, you know, we can get it in three to five days. It's $16.99 plus tax. Um, you know, we do ask that you pay over the phone. And they're and it's always a pause and they're like, yeah, let me think on it. Oh, yeah. You know they're going to Amazon. And, and you know they're going straight to Amazon.com after they hang yeah. up. And it's frustrating, but at the end of the day, there's nothing we can do. And also, I always like to think, like, maybe they just – you know, don't have the disposable income. Sure, Maybe sure. it's a book their child is required to read. So they really don't want to buy it, but the library won't let them have it for long enough. So they need to buy it anyway. Like I, I always try to think, think of that. So that's what I do in those cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about your favorite types of customers or your favorite customer. If you have like an experience like that. I mean, I feel really lucky because like I said, that one, I almost said her name. That one lady. <laughs> I almost said her full first and last name. Um, that one lady was by far my worst. But other than that, I don't have like very many I can think of other than like maybe some annoyances. But but I really do have like multiple great customers I can talk mm-hmm. about. Um, and they're ones that I know by name. And they come in. They're always so sweet. Um, they spend a lot of money at the store. They really, really support us. Mm-hmm. Um, so like two come to mind. They're they're both ladies. Um, one of them gets all the newest sci-fi fantasy books, um, comes in with her husband or brother, is always like, will buy 10 books off of us at the same time. Like it's just like a, a wonderful supporter of our store and always has a great attitude and always makes me smile. Um, there's another woman who reads paranormal f- romance like I do, <laughs> and she is the biggest spender at our bookstore and the nicest lady. I've yeah. had so many great conversations with her and have gotten recommend recommendations from her. Um, but I, I have to say, Oh, and another customer I like is the customers that remind me of my grandmother who passed away because she was just the sweetest, you know, had the a little bit of a Philly accent, had the pure white hair, Mm -hmm. um, you know, always nice. Um, So there are sometimes I have to like wipe away tears as a customer leaves because they like remind me so much of her. Those by far are my favorite customer interactions. Mm -hmm. But there was one specifically. I don't know if you were here for this. But I, so I, I, I lied when I said I've only cried once at work. I've cried, <laughs> I cried more than once. And it, I literally cried after this man left because he was so sweet. And it was a grandfather, mm-hmm. um, let's say mid 60s. And he wanted to reward his grandson for reading like 50 books over the summer. Aww. And so he had this idea to buy his grandson a gift card from our store and send it to him but he wanted it to look like we the bookstore were congratulating him oh, personally I, think I remember that yeah so he even brought in a letter he wrote for his grandson and it was the sweetest letter i've ever written it was like we are so proud of you for you know reading these books and like exploring new worlds and Aww. like the way he put it was so sweet 
and I had to type it out. I was literally like couldn't see the screen because my <laughs> eyes were welling with tears. And like everyone, this was a day that I think there was an event going on or something because most of the staff was there. And to the point where like after I left, the owner of the store looked at me. He was like, are you OK? And I was like, yeah, it was just really so nice. Beautiful. <laughs> so I, I think that guy should win an, uh, an award. Yeah, and that's really I, sweet. I know that his grandson loves him because that was the sweetest, by far the sweetest customer. Um, so what about you? Any me- memorable uh, customer interactions? Um, I really like it when customers buy the books I recommend. <laughs> I consider <laughs> that a big, like that's to me, so, it's that's the best so feeling. so you, yeah. I know. Like, uh, So we were required to write book blurbs um every two weeks as well as like we would have a summer staff picks or like a holiday staff picks so i would take them over to our section and be like ah this is my recommendation this is my recommendation <laughs> and when they're like okay that sounds awesome and they grabbed it and bought it i was just like this is the best this is what it's all about yeah <laughs> so- they don't even read it they're like your recommendation was so oh, good yeah, i don't exactly, even have to yeah. know what it's about and i'm like i love you yeah no and when we when i first started working at the bookstore i was really awful at explaining books i'd be like like um this one has a guy um, <laughs> and there's a girl <laughs> and I was just like really bad but I had to learn to be better at that while working there and I became better um and then I always had a difficult time when people would be like my kids eight and can you recommend a book for them and I'm like ma'am I've read five of them over there <laughs> I don't know it would always be something obscure too like can you recommend me a book for my eight and a half year old she's daughter? a ballerina she loves coding <laughs> yeah it's like about a skateboarding hamster named Frederick and yeah, I'm like yeah. uh yeah let me check my computer yeah, yeah and really what that means is we're googling I put all those things in and I'm googling all those <laughs> things they're saying yep um so yeah some of them are just too specific but I mean, there is so many perks of working at a bookstore. There's so many good stories I have working at this bookstore. Um, I mean, I still work there. Becky no longer does. But um, but I still have access to Edelweiss so I can <laughs> get my advanced reader copies. Yeah, Becky still supplies us with uh, staff picks and blurbs, even though she is no longer with us. And I do that for free. <laughs> yeah. But I hope you guys enjoyed learning a little bit about what it's like to work with us at a bookstore. I mean, we are your bookstore besties. We are your bookstore besties. So um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, we'll see you at the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at your bookstore besties. Please like, share, and subscribe so more people can listen. Have a beautifully bookish day.